Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. This is Ed Cheney, your host and CEO of Canterville, bringing CBD to you. Kimberly Rose, welcome to the show today. Hello, everyone. <laughs> she is. She's done a great job compiling up today's information, uh, as well as Tammy back at the office. Thank you very much, both of you. Information you put together today was well done. Well, th- you're very welcome. It was um, extremely interesting. Yeah. The, the topic today being what is homeostasis, not only is super valuable during these times, these times of uh, this COVID uh, pandemic that we're all in the middle of and the extra stresses yeah. uh, that have been added to life, you add all of that to what they call the Western diet and the Western social world that we live in. Yeah. Uh, there are lots of things that are constantly trying to destable what goes on inside of our body. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and I loved all the examples that we've, yeah. that I've gotten. So, so this, that's what the job of us today is to share our knowledge that we were able to gather regarding what is homeostasis and then understand things that help us get into balance and things that throw us out of balance. And by the end of the show, hopefully you will have tools that you'll be able to use. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously the direction we're trying to go in today is I didn't even know what homeostasis was before I started taking CBD. Um, You just don't realize how, I mean, it really just deals with everything. From emotions to environments to just everything that your body goes through is some sort of a receptor or something's going. <laughs> right? There's so much communication going on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That you don't even really think about. Well, let's start this out with uh, the plain, simple truth homeostasis is your body being able to observe the environment that it is in, send signals and adjust to be able to operate in that environment. Right. Very simple. It really is a very simple, uh, but extremely impressive uh, on how our body does this. Uh, It is mostly done through the endocannabinoid system, your ECS. Yeah. It regulates a ton of things, but homeostasis is more about the it's more about the the awareness that your body has within the system within the the uh, situation it's in. That's kind of the cool thing. So let's let's go ahead and we'll start talking about homeostasis. And he, here's an example. Like have you ever wondered why when it's cold outside you don't freeze to death. Right. You start adjusting, don't you? 
Yeah, I mean. Shivering. Shivering. Uh, moving around, blood flow. So your body doesn't just decide, frick, it's cold, and let's just everything freeze, and we're going to be dead in 20 minutes. No. Right. It responds, and mm-hmm. it responds with things uh, to counter that and bring your body back to a stable place. Same thing when it's hot. Right. You know, you sweat. So how about how about another regulation uh, or a thing that gets regulated? If you walk past somebody that you're in love with, you know, your heartbeat starts to go up. Right. Well, homeostasis understands that this is a, a response, but it just doesn't allow it to keep going. I mean, it's not right. going to keep going until, you know, your heart explodes out of the chest. Right. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely being regulated. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I liked that little example of, yeah. you know, when you ask someone out on a first date and as opposed to asking a friend out on, a, on you know, a movie night or whatever. It's like no big deal. But the first date, your, your mouth gets dry, your hands <laughs> get clammy, you get all, you know, you just get all fluttery in your tummy and everything. And, and that's all your body doing, reacting to receptors. And yeah. there's a whole communication. There's a whole story going on inside your body that I, I felt was really, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, it's interesting to me. I found out uh, through doing some study about maybe 10 years ago uh, where scientists were studying a living human cell to understand uh, 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 prolonging its life. And what they, what they discovered, I thought, was very interesting. And the two pieces, the, the two big discoveries they had made that I had read on uh, were these two. First of all, the nucleus of the cell was not the brain. Yeah. It was the cell wall that was the brain. And interesting enough, and the reason it's tied to this conversation is because that's where all the receptors were. Those were the, that's where the place was where it observed its, its environment that it was in right. and then was able to make decisions and adjust and so forth. Yeah. The second thing that they understood is the, self, it's, the cell itself doesn't die because it's, it's capable of living by itself indefinitely. Mm-hmm. It was something in the gene sequence that determined it needed to start breaking down because we can't all be living on this planet. <laughs> There'd be gazillions of us right now, literally gazillions of us. Right, and so then <coughs> we just start to... Fade away and make room for new. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought I would help you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, so the reason that the body responds to signals it receives from the outside world it's so that it can adjust itself to maintain a stable internal environment. Mm-hmm. And we've got lots of environments in the outside world that require this type of attention. Yeah. As we'll get through. Right. All right. Now, so regulating temperature. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. You have receptors. You, you actually have, let, let's do that. You have three components of homeostasis and they don't make sense as I say them you have the receptors you have the control centers and you have the effectors right so this will help bring what homeostasis is it'll kind of help bring it around uh, 
to a real easy to understand uh, scenario. The receptors are monitors. So in, for, exa for example, temperature control, you have receptors in your skin, it senses the temperature outside and starts to do things. Well, sends a, a message, right? Well, that's the next thing. To the thing. control center. It's the next thing. It sends it to, it, it does signaling to the control center. Right. And then the control center, by the way, is another word for saying ECS, endocannabinoid system. Right. Then signals the effectors. And the effectors are the ones that generate a response. Right. Okay, so then it might then send a signal to the living cell. The cell might then release another enzyme component or something to tell the muscles to quickly vibrate. Yeah. Right, and that's your shiver. Start to shiver, start right. to create some sort of muscle movement, some kind of heat generation. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. So in a nice, simple way, the, the, uh, the, uh, the homeostasis system works that way. There's receptors, there's control centers, and then there's effectors. Right. All right, let's keep moving on then. So as an example, if you cut yourself shaving, the receptor is in your skin, recognizes there's some damage. The control center then does a couple of things, probably triggers uh, uh, GABA, uh, which then upregulates inflammation. Uh, the blood then generates uh, clotting capabilities. There's, there's all these little functions that the effectors start to do. Right, but I think also, if I understand correctly, once the wound has gotten to a place where it stopped bleeding and you're not losing something vital, blood, yeah, right? right? right. <laughs> There's another signal that says, okay, everybody stop, right. stop clotting, stop doing all that stuff because, you know, we just needed it to take care of this spot. If you clot the whole, the whole system, we're in trouble. So yeah. I thought... I mean, it's just, uh, it's so smart. It's yeah. just crazy. It, it's impressively smart, isn't it? And uh, yeah. They, what, they just, what you just referred to is called positive feedback looping. Now, uh, but let's, we'll, we'll keep uh, on to this, this system. Uh, are, so we've talked about homeostasis. Yeah. That is your body maintaining itself at an optimal operating level. Yeah, right. Good? Mm -hmm. Okay. There is also something called homeostatic. This is when your, your system is adjusting because it's out of balance. So as you were talking about the, the blood and the clotting and because of a cut, mm -hmm. at that point, it's in an, a homeostatic state. It's trying to get back to homeostasis. It's right. trying to repair the things that caused it to get out of homeostasis. Yeah, right. Which, by the way, you and I both agree, very impressive. I, I mean, how well it does. Again, I was very impressed by the amount of work that's going on yeah. in well, my let, body well, every let's, day. Let's get even more impressive. Yeah. They so one of the one of the articles we were reading about uh, and getting to homeostasis. Uh, was they referred to as a sunburn. Yeah. Did you read that piece? That was yeah. an interesting conversation because not only did it deal with homeostatic, bringing it back to balance at a external level around the, you know, around the cells and, and dealing with inflammation, but it also went intercellular. 
-hmm. It went to the DNA and adjusted certain things. Right. And some of the proof for those who are listening that that adjustment actually is happening is when UVB or strong sunlight causes a sunburn, it actually does have damaging effects on living cell tissue. Mm -hmm. Most of all, effects to the DNA, uh, the P53 to be very specific. And the reason every time you get a sunburn, you don't get cancer is because it goes in there and has an impact on that DNA strand. Right. It starts doing things right away. It starts shedding. It right. starts, I mean, it just starts doing all the things that it needs to do to get that situation back under control. And at a cellular level. Right. So not only is it dealing on the surface, it's inside the cell as well, mm -hmm. solving things. Now, I look at that again as, wow, very impressive. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I don't know how, I was trying to like put, you know how I like to do bring it down to a normal little like think of it like like we're a computer yeah right or maybe um, a car one little thing that goes wrong you know it's always trying to make sure it stays in this state although it's just it's so much more complex like I mean it deals with everything right your thoughts your emotions your yeah. i mean just everything well let's let's bring this uh down even for a, even more uh so you can understand it more so we were just talking about sunburn mm -hmm. we were talking about it having an effect on the cellular level doing things to the dna to prevent disease the disease we we're referring to was skin cancer right all right your system maintaining homeostasis is generally capable of fighting off most diseases mm -hmm. including cancer right well listen and again we we talk about this all the time as long as your body's not fighting so many things <laughs> that it can't you know like the receptor dude's like hey i'm telling you this is happening and control center's going all the effectors are out busy right now we can't send <laughs> an effector over there good way good way to does that yeah, does that good. sound like a i mean when your body is again so out of whack from what all the things that you're dealing with it it, it can't go in and, and take care of that one issue right. or it misses it or something, right? No, it, it, it becomes overwhelmed. You were correct in the beginning. Listen, you get one or two sunburns, nothing's going to happen. You get 20 of them, nothing's going to happen. You sunburn every weekend, every summer. I'm sorry, uh, overload. Something, yeah, something bad's going to happen. Right. And it's not just that. It's the other things, too. Right, the high right. blood pressure oh, and yeah, the so bad food. I mean, there's just... You are out of balance. Out of balance. Right. So your your system, who is very capable, is just under great load. Mm -hmm. Okay? So then things can show up, like disease. Let's keep going. Because each of us are different, and your body is your uniquely yours, and it's unique in, its, in itself, the, the, the systems that control your body all have ranges. Yes. Okay, your internal temperature. Fine, anywhere between 96.5 and 98, right? Somewhere in there is your range. Right. Some might have uh, more or less. A little higher temperature, sure. And the systems 
the ranges are considered dynamic and always changing. Mm -hmm. And so to get back to homeostasis, they actually call this a dynamic equilibrium. Yeah. In other words, we have spoken of this much like uh, we had talked about your your uh, endocannabinoid system being a lot like a mobile that you hang above your baby's crib uh-huh. and it jostulates, but at some point it returns back to complete balance and it's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. All right. So your system uh, is doing very, something very similar. And those dynamic changes, uh, again, cold, you know, I might start shivering at, you know, 42 degrees. You might start shivering at... 75. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't... Pretty funny. Sweating, I, same thing. We'll go, we're on the opposite right. on the sweating. Right. We're definitely, yes. Right. All right. So we've talked about the three main components. The receptors, which are monitoring. The control centers, which are signaling what to do. And then the effectors, who generate the responses. Uh-huh. Let's talk about... Let's talk about how this plays out with things like stress let's let's talk about let's talk about things like stress so all right i want i just want to kind of get through this so when your body gets put under stress fear and anxiety remember are those triggers so the receptors now which are the ones normally in the brain are recognizing the fear and uh, the, the, the stressors, the signals in the brain, and immediately start to communicate to the control center. And then the effectors start to generate responses to this, which, by the way, is usually things like upregulating uh, anatomide and downregulating 2AG. See, so these are the, some of the ways that it gets back, it gets itself back into homeostasis, is those effectors are upregulating and downregulating depending on what the control center signaling said to do. Right. So does it, yeah, does it need to, it's, it's such a upregulating and downregulating for whatever reason, this, this phrase always um, confuses me in that one's a happy, happy, mm. <laughs> One's a happy, right? Yeah, one's they're, the they're calming. Bo- they're both your body's own uh, cannabinoids, so your body will generate these as needed. Yeah, uh, they're both happy molecules. Okay. Uh, one is more bliss, and one is more targeted at uh, bringing in your memory. So that, as an example, if you touch a hot stove and you get burnt from it, well, the next time you go to touch that same hot stove, trust me, your signaling system is going to produce some 2AG, and you'll immediately remember, oh, the last time I did that, that hurt. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Let's let's talk through this this, um, this thing about anxieties or that triggering effect. So let's just put an example this way. All right. I thought about this one. Let's say you're going on a dinner date, okay? And you're going on a dinner date with somebody you've never met before. You're attracted to them. 
Think all the responses, the fear, and all that that's going through during that date. Yeah, you're in high anxiety. Yeah. Pretty sure you are. It's the same thing happening if you are going on a dinner date with your best friend that you've been friends with for 15 years. Right, right. That's not there anymore. Yeah. Okay, so... The first date with the new person, I mean, some of the, some of the effectors are going to be you know, dry mouth and sweating and breathing and heart rate. All those things are a response to being in that situation. Right. All right. Yeah. And that's nothing more than your body just adjusting itself to this environment that it recognizes itself being in. Good? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, does it need it in others? Now, give us some thought. So... Being in homeostasis, your body is very effective at returning itself to balance, but it does have to go through this stage of adjusting, this homeostatic stage. Yeah. And uh, let me ask one quick question. So, but what I read, or what I'm getting, the, the theory is, as you get older, is it, is it? tougher for the body to react or um, I think you're losing something as you get older right are you not you are you are but it's not really the it's not really the systems that are getting compromised it's what the system has to work with that's getting compromised I see and I don't mind we can talk about this for just a second so as you age let's go temperature regulation just as a good example of this as you age uh, you have less body fat. Mm-hmm. Your skin gets thinner. Right. So for your, for your control center to be able to handle this, it just takes a lot more work. It takes more work. That's all. So okay. everybody's just worn out by the time you get to a certain <laughs> age. Like, you know what? Receptor, now. Well, so the system is still designed to work. It just has more to do. Right. All right. Okay. okay. Great question, though. Yeah, I was I was just uh, a little shocked by that. That I, I I felt like wow. So now that's why we need CBD to help us along with what's going on. It's just a little help. Correct, correct. So again, my my design was today is to understand the system first and then look to uh, what things can have an effect on it. Uh, now we talked a little bit about feedback loops. Let me just circle back to that real quick. There are two feedback groups. There are negative feedback and positive feedback. A negative feedback loop would be if it's starting to get close to dinner time. You're walking through the mall past your favorite burger joint, and the smell comes in. Your mouth starts watering. Your stomach starts to grumble. You start producing those enzymes in your saliva, right? So that process is starting to build. To consume food, yes. Correct. All those things. They start consider going. that is a negative feedback. Uh, it is usually something that is reining in the body's responses to something. Okay, so nice and easy. Something just just triggering out. Well, let's get this set in. Let's get that set in. Let's get ready. Let's get ready. Right. All right. That's your negative feedback loop. A Positive feedback loop is a little more aggressive. It involves quick, dramatic, decisive responses, and usually to a situation that is perceived somewhat as dangerous. Well, okay, so what in that example, it was you've eaten and your body is 
done eating and so please stop salivating and stop growling right. <laughs> and, need it you anymore. know we don't need to be literally drooling all over ourselves and mm -hmm. and that means stop doing that now right we've taken care of that situation right is that it's like yeah as long as you it, it, it's just reining in the body's responses yeah okay just little responses to certain functional needs like eating yeah, because okay. I think their other example was childbirth, right? No, uh, so, no childbirth was uh, was the positive feedback loop, yeah. the more aggressive one. Hey, there's a problem here, and we're going to stay on top of it until the problem is gone. Good way to put it. But then the positive or the negative was, okay, the baby's out, things are done, stop, let's contract again, and let's no, put those, this those woman two, back together. Those two were... <laughs> Yeah. No? Uh, yeah. No, did I misread I, that one? I, I think you did. I think uh, the two examples were eating were, uh, was an example of negative feedback loop, and uh, childbirth was an example of positive feedback loop. Mm. Um, now, again, positive feedback loop is, is a more decisive response and usually a system that assist, uh, something that is perceived as dangerous. Uh, eating is not going to be dangerous. Gotcha. Yeah. Good? Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Uh, balance between homeostatic regulation and disease. So let's, ex let's at least explore that for a moment. I'll say that again. Balance between homeostatic regulation and disease. As an example demonstrates, there is a delicate balance between these two. Sometimes, in order to reestablish homeostasis, your body creates a problem that compounds the condition. That is where medical treatments can sometimes be helpful. They aid your body in returning to homeostasis by trying to directly attack the cause of the problem like an antibiotic. Now, that I think in simpler times worked really well, which by the way, this is when pharmaceuticals kind of got their traction, is when times were a little bit simpler. Right. You know, we weren't eating processed food. We weren't over inundated by, by single molecule pharmaceutical solutions. We weren't inundated by all the other problems that come from uh, population growing the way it has and our Western diet the way it is. All right, so in, in a simpler time, pharmaceuticals were helpful because they were, we, we were able to go in there and attack that one little piece and help our system return back to homeostasis mm -hmm. does not seem to be the same thing anymore. Okay, so now there's just too many different medications. Is that what's happening? <laughs> Toxicities in the world. Yeah. Lots of toxicities. Uh, let's let, we can, we, we got a minute here. We'll, we'll name a bunch of them. Uh, we've got our atmosphere and our environment. We've got pollution. We've got plastic. We've got alcohol we've got right there's so many things that are somewhat toxic and in abundance well packaged I mean, foods yeah processed, right? right we talked about all those things they found in those oysters or, yes right or, yes on the last show yeah so you that can see the water yeah you can see today's environment is a little more challenging to get back to homeostasis so you literally when, when we, we're going to take a break shortly and when we come back we're going to talk about how to get your body into homeostasis and what things pull it out and really pay attention to some of those nice tips because today it's a little bit more important 
uh, to focus in on some of those to try to help bring the body back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, since there is a lot of subject material to talk through, uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And then when we come back, we are going to discuss how to get your body into homeostasis and what things to look out for. Okay. Oh, good. Sounds good. We'll be right back, listeners. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Okay, listeners, we're back. CBD Ed Show, and it's all about what is homeostasis and how to get there. Well, why is homeostasis important to your health? Well, listen to this. To survive, grow, and function, orgas- organisms must be able to maintain stable internal environments. Uncorrected disturbance to equi- equilibrium can lead to health problems, ranging from minor symptoms like headaches to more serious disease like cancer. Right. Diseases like arthritis, epilepsy, stroke, obesity, Alzheimer's, cancer, and glaucoma are some of the conditions that have been linked to a loss of balance. Interesting, right? 
to a loss of balance. To the loss of your of balance in your or your EC, in your ECS oh, okay. system. So not, <laughs> not being literally <laughs> not being in homeostasis. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Have led to right these these issues. Mm-hmm. Now, why is the CBD show having this conversation today? It's because the main control center is your endocannabinoid system. Remember, fairly newly discovered. Mm-hmm. But that is the main control pan- control center for homeostasis. Yeah. The endocannabinoid system works to maintain homeostasis by utilizing cannabinoids and cannabinoid receptor found throughout the immune system and cent- central peripheral nervous system. When an imbalance is detected, the body naturally synthesizes cannabinoids to interact with the cannabinoid receptor, which in turn stimulates a chemical response that works to return the physiological processes is at, that is out of balance so that you can get back to homeostasis. Cannabinoids are what allow communication and coordination between different cell types. Now, it's interesting and an observation of why CBD works so well for this. It's, so so there's, there's lots of different phytocannabinoids, and they're usually, you got to have to experience them. You know, phytocannabinoids like, um, like uh, lavender and, and such as that, they have these subtle things. Uh, and... And they interact with the the, uh, the endocannabinoid system, but they do it in kind of an interesting, slightly different way than CBD does. Mm-hmm. And by the way, another phytocannabinoid that they're referring to is THC. So again, it has a direct effect on a very specific thing. But CBD is very unique in the fact that it doesn't. It instead modifies, regulates. THC, let's use THC. It goes in, let's say for sleep. It goes in, just puts you to sleep. Good? Yeah. That's not what CBD does. CBD goes in and modifies and regulates, upregulates and downregulates those communications so that your endocannabinoid system can come together with all its functions to help bring balance so that when you're ready to sleep, you will go to sleep with all the components of your ECS system. Right. Does that help? Did I say that hopefully well enough? Yeah. I mean, it, it goes in and it, it works on all the issues. It works on everything that's going on in its reach right. as opposed to just one issue. So this is why CBD gets all this credit. It is not like the other photocannabinoids where it's one and done. Uh It actually goes in and regulates and modifies and modulates the entire system. Yes. As it works with the CB receptors. Right. All right. Well, given that, very important thing, here are just a few of your body's functions that the endocannabinoid helps to balance. Predominantly as the CBD affects the endocannabinoid system. Mm -hmm. The immune system, the cardiovascular health, digestion, mental health, eye health, and inter 
ocular pressure, memory, appetite, reward circuits, like, you know, when you exercise or have sex and so forth. Skin health, neuroprotective after trauma. These are all things that your endocannabinoid helps to regulate mm -hmm. or helps to control. All right. How about causes of imbalance in your ECS system? These are things that will throw your homeostasis out of balance. Well, it, it seems like there's quite a bit. <laughs> Do we have time for the list? <laughs> All, right. All right. One of the first ones is emotional stress. Yeah. Uh, it has, uh, it ha it's a real problem. It's a real problem because your body has the, uh, the uh, ability to manage emotional stress every time you have it. But if you continue to have it, then it turns into something that's chronic and you're in survival mode now constantly. And that is very task demanding of your ECS system. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, stress is, you know, when we all talk ourselves into it, this is going to get better. The situation's going to get better. You know, whatever, I, I, I'll just do this and I'll do that and I'll try and ignore that person or whatever the stressor is. And um, honestly, you just really can't do it. You, yeah. you, your brain just gets to a place where it can't handle any more. I have so many customers right now. That's the number one reason people are in the store getting CBD at this point. Right. Well, let, 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 since this is the biggest one, let me dig into a little bit more knowledge for you so you can actually have an impact on it. Yeah. Uh, so at first, when exposed to stress, your body reduces levels of anatomine. This is the feel-good uh, cannabinoid that we had talked about earlier. So it wants to reduce the feel-good uh, molecule because, hey, it needs you to focus in on what the heck's causing this stress. Uh, Make sense? Got it. Very good. Triggering feelings of agitation and anxiety. Hmm. All right. Simultaneously, your body increases levels of 2-AG, which dampens your perception of pain and activates memory to help you escape the situation and avoid danger in the future. Good? Okay. All right. Eventually, if stress becomes chronic, your body must adapt to the fact that it cannot escape the stressors. So chronic stress and high 2-AG levels wind up overstimulating the CB1 receptors in your brain. So the brain compensates by decreasing its, CBD, or its CB1 receptors. And with fewer receptors, it can be much more difficult to balance out emotional stress. Mm. Okay. All right. Now, that given said, uh, that being said, if you get to that place, you have it, it, the research is showing that you have about a month to be able to reinvigorate those CB1 receptors. So that means you got to do whatever. You got to do, you got to do meditation, well, meditation exercise. exercise, diet, all those things. Yeah. And give yourself a month to get back. Mm -hmm. All right. I think some people, when they get to this chronic place, they're in such a state of anxiety that they, it's a constant loop. Right. All right. Getting a handle on it, understanding that that's what happens when you are chronically depressed will help you get out of it a lot quicker. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because it also messes with your sleep, which really sends everything in even to another level. Yep, yep. All right. How about poor diet? Yeah, that's a big one. All right. You've already heard, especially from us, eating a Western diet packed with sugars, which I love, and unhealthy fats is bad for your health and your waistline. All right. So... Your, your endocannabinoid system does control your appetite, mm-hmm. um, but you know, these fat cells, they produce even more uh, cannabinoids, which means overweight, overweight people often have higher levels of things that cause uh, their hunger. And because of this, it's harder for them to lose weight. Now, here's some of the suggestions they had made. Fortunately, if you increase the consumption of omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids and shifting the ratio away from omega-6, you can improve this situation. The omega-3 won't lower your overall production of endocannabinoids, but it will produce a better ratio. Okay, so changing which reduces the burden. your diet. Yeah, changing your diet of less omega-6 and more omega-3. Got it. Okay. Now, there's another thing about things that go into your body. I had I had an experience of this myself, and again, I'm kind of I'm aging now. So um, my my sons and I were working on a uh, restoration car restoration project, and so we paid we sprayed some uh, primer on the car, you know, using a regular paint booth and spray gun, and it was polyurethane uh, primer. And after doing that all day, I'm like, why am I so tired? Why am I? So that was another form of an outside toxic product got in my system somehow. Sure. And yeah, I was just beat up last night, right? I just had a hard time uh, recouping. Yeah. And so my system was completely in out of balance. Yeah. And this morning, much, much better. All right, let's move on to uh, drugs both recreational and pharmaceutical. Both can sometimes help us feel better, but scientists are starting to uncover how these long-term effects have have profound effects on your endocannabinoid system. You already know some of them, alcohol. It stimulates the body to increase production of endocannabinoids, but chronic consumption can overstimulate the receptors leading to a tolerance effect. Now, why is this important? Let's talk about let's talk about that tolerance effect. That tolerance effect is commonly seen in alcohol, uh, opioids, THC. Right. So, where the CP receptors just become downregulated in the brain because they just become overtolerant. Right. So they you need more and more and more to get the same effect. Well, that's one side of the story, but the other side with the downregulation of those CB receptors, your ability to go back into homeostasis or achieve balance is now more challenging. Ah, gotcha. All right, if you find yourself in that place, they suggest, uh, for instance, like THC, uh, because THC is held, that molecule is held uh, in your body fat that you need at least 30 days of, 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 uh, detox. Uh, detox. Thank you very much. Yeah. So about 30 days. 
so and, and, and I think that goes for all of those, right? So your body can get to a place where it's it's not responding the same. Right. Yeah, because it's it's used to the situation and it may be the receptors like, oh, yeah, we, well, we do this. We, we do this every day. We drink, drink alcohol or whatever it is, whatever you're doing. So it doesn't send an emergency signal out to the command center. Is that kind of what we're yes, hearing? Right. Yes. So like uh, I have quite a few customers that want to quit smoking. They're, they come in and they go, I can't sleep. I can't think. What, what can I do? And it's your brain, right? It's your yeah. receptors sending, I don't know, I don't, why do you get brain fog? What, like, what <laughs> is your body trying to do? It's trying to find the nicotine again, or it's sending something out to try and help? <laughs> I don't so, know. Right. I, right. It, um, I think sometimes when, you, when your body is in some kind of pain or yeah. withdrawal or whatever it is, it tries to help in, in odd ways. I, I would like to answer that, but my instincts are saying do not. And here's why. That addiction model that you're talking about is extremely extensive. And it requires a lot more information than we can deliver in five minutes. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, but I was so, talking like, is it the same as like alcohol when you're trying to not when you're yeah, trying to stop yeah, that. When, it when it comes to uh, addictions, uh, there are some similarities. But here's my recommendation. We had a show on addiction. Right. And so I would suggest if, if you have a need to understand that model, go to that show and listen to it because the information in there will be so much more important right. than yeah, us I, just talking it on the surface. Yeah. I was just trying to think from like a homeostasis point, how long would it take you to get back to homeostasis? Yeah, I, I think it might be conditional. Yeah, uh -huh. right, on yeah. how long you did it, uh, how much you did, and all yeah. that. Yeah, that I, makes sense. I free, yeah. Um, but I do want to uh, keep going with the list of things mm -hmm. uh, to help or that can cause, you know, us to get out of balance. Uh, one, suffering from, a, from a, a, a variety of physical diseases and psychological disorders. Now, here is where a good conversation about CBD can, can be had because remember that CBD goes into your endocannabinoid system and helps to regulate and modulate the entire system. Right. All right. When people are suffering from disease, both either physical or, or, or uh, psychological, they tend to want to run to a pharmaceutical. And a pharmaceutical usually is a lot like, you know, when we talked about the phytocannabinoids, is just go in there and attack one thing. That's what usually a pharmaceutical does too. Mm -hmm. And so being out of balance, out of homeostasis is already demonstrated to, uh, to make you then more susceptible disease. Well, now it also is quite clear that once you have a disease, that getting your body back to homeostasis is super important to managing that disease. And CBD helps because it is the one tool that your ECS system wants so that it can regulate itself. Yeah. All right. Anyway, now scientists are still they're still studying all this. 
remember, keep in mind, ECS Discovery is still fairly new. So they are hot on this topic. Very right. much so. Yeah. Uh, hey, there's genetics. That's a problem, too. So unfortunately, some people are born with suboptimal endocannabinoid system. Your DNA contains your blueprint, so if it's passed along and it's a little challenging, then that's what you get. Right. Um, how about let's go to restoring balance to your endocannabinoid system. Let's talk about exercise. People claim to get euphoric rushes from intense physical activity. Well, there's evidence here that indicates that that is caused by endocannabinoid, your endocannabinoid system. So get that, right? So uh, let me see here. An hour or more of moderate intensity exercise can raise your blood levels of anatomide. Anatomide is your, say it with me, happy, happy molecule. molecule. <laughs> yes. What do they <laughs> call so that? Bad. There's another, it's called, what is it? A runner's high? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, um. Endorphins. There we go. All right. Hey, how about another thing to help you restore the balance? And that is your omega-3. Mm -hmm. And where do you find that most? Fish oils. Fish oils. Yeah. yeah. Be careful, though. Got to be fish oils from what? Deep cold water? Yeah. 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 Is that... Is that why the keto diet is so um, popular in that because it brings in all those omega-3s? Yeah, it could be. I, I, I don't know enough about the keto diet. I do know a lot of people have good responses with it, but yeah. I, I'm not sure if I'm adverse enough to be able to speak intelligently on it. Right. <laughs> um, but anyway, fatty, fatty acids are converted by your body into endocannabinoids, and increasing your omega-3 consumption can... Bias your body towards making endocannabinoids that are ideal for people who with overactive or uh, ECSs and or inflammation issues. Mm. Anyway, uh, more causes of imbalance. Oh, no, we're restoring balance. How about detoxifying? So chronic abuse of THC and alcohol can overactivate your CB1 receptors, as we had spoken about earlier, and causing your brain to decrease the number of receptors it makes available. So although the imbalance is particularly difficult during the withdrawal period, evidence shows that the receptors can return to their natural levels after a month of abstinence. Good? So 30 days. Right. Uh, phytocannabinoids. Remember, we're still on the same subject here. Mm -hmm. A surprising number of spices and exotic ingredients contain phytocannabinoids, plant compounds that interact with the endocannabinoid system. In addition to cannabis, phytocannabinoids can be found in chocolate, <laughs> maca, black pepper, nutmeg, kava kava, truffles, ginger, hops, and many essential oils like beta caryophylline. Yeah. Well, because each phytocannabinoid interacts with ECS, ECS system in a slightly different way, self-experimentation is the best way to discover which of these phytocannabinoids are best suited for your needs. Yeah, and I think you can, right, you can just Google this, right? You can say, hey, what are good foods for my ECS? Yeah, right. Right? You, uh, you mean phytocannabinoids? Yeah. For my, yes, for my ECS system based on what my condition is. High stress. That's what you would plug in. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, okay, continue on with our list. CBD. Although CBD is technically also a phytocannabinoid, 
its effects on the endocannabinoid system are very different from other classic phytocannabinoids like THC. Instead of stimulating your ECS, CBD modifies CB1 receptors so that they are harder to activate and overactivate. So you don't have to worry about that overstimulation that commonly happens with THC and some other phytocannabinoids. All right, so this dual activity of CBD is super powerful, and this is why it is such a hot topic and product today. Let's keep going. Sunlight. I'm a big fan of sunlight. Yes. Right? So many of us know that sunlight helps our bodies produce vitamin D and can boost our moods. How does it boost our moods? Your skin produces endorphins when exposed to strong sunlight. Mm-hmm. Strong sunlight being that kind of sunlight that can also create a tan or a sunburn. It does not do anything in the middle of winter. If you cannot create a sunburn or a tan, that is not strong enough sunlight to generate vitamin D and um, endorphins. Cool. Okay. So in the winter, you, you're, well, I mean, it's always still good to go outside and walk around and get your sunlight. It is suggested three times a week, 15 minutes. Yeah. Right. Um, and they're suggesting, so I'll say that again, three times a week, 15 minutes at a time. Uh, if you are over 50, you really have to step that up even more. Right. So you might be doing six of those instead of three a week. Yeah. Okay. Cause your body just produces a lot less. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought I was doing a great job. And, and then you went and got checked. And I went and I mean, I'm in the normal range, but it's really on the low normal range. All right. Yeah. Let me throw in a couple more quick ones because we are running short on time. Here we go. Meditation. Love it. I don't have to say much about it, but it is super helpful. Yes. I got to read this one. You've been dying to read it. Just do it. Orgasms. (laughs) Surprisingly, there is evidence that for both women women and men, that orgasms from masturbation increases the circulation level of the endocannabinoid 2-AG. Okay. All right. Although this link hasn't been established yet, for partner-triggered orgasms, the ECS is intimately tied to sexual pleasure and reproduction. All right. Got it out. Okay, the other one is fasting. Fasting, a 24-hour fast will temporarily boost your levels of 2-AG. However, it is intriguing that many of the touted benefits offered from intermittent fasting, inflammation, reduction, heart health, cancer prevention, neural protection, they do overlap with the benefits of a balanced endocannabinoid system. Yeah, I don't, I, I've never been able to do fasting. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can, have a hard time with that, too. I can, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I can drink a lot of fluids throughout the day, but to miss all meals in a 24-hour period seems real tough. All right. So kind of and summarizing, homeostasis is the secret to sustainability. If you want your body to function optimally, and to function optimally for a good long time, right. then it's important to take care of the different systems within your body that help it maintain homeostasis. If your ECS imbalance stems from a lifestyle influenced like your diet, then finding a healthy balance can be achieved by just adjusting your lifestyle. I know it's easier said, but it is still doable. And given today's environment, 
it's worth it. It's worth taking a look at the things that are in your lifestyle and just kind of looking at them. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it took us a little, a period of adjustment to uh, eliminate all of the um, boxed foods, right? <laughs> right. He does this to me every time. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking to them. Yeah. To eliminate, you know, processed foods and bring in more natural food and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, listen, listeners, we've got to wrap this show. Uh, thank you very much for listening today. Next week, we will be talking about the mechanics of sleep. So, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you when we come back. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.